going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Well, this is uh, Adam and Believers Council, if you're visiting, and we do celebrate Christmas at this establishment. Amen. And we, we, amen. We're well learned in the fact that God gives us some liberties, and if we want to choose a day to celebrate the birth of Christ, why not? Look at somebody and say, why not? If I choose a day to celebrate you know, and it's so funny, these folks against the holidays, boy, they sure not, not against them on their day offs. I didn't see you going up to the bank and trying to sit in there and act like, hey, I'm not taking a day off. It's against my religion. No, you, you take days off. Even though we're in a pagan society, taking days off doesn't make us pagan worshipers. Oh, I wish I could get an amen on that. That does not make you pagan. Amen. If it did, then that means you can't recognize the days of the week. Because they're all named after pagan deities. Now, let's don't do this, okay? Hey, man, don't you team up with somebody after church so you can talk about how you're not doing it in your house. Because Jeremiah said, don't bring a Christmas tree into the house. There's some folk in here didn't have no tree. Hey, man, we went a Christmas without a tree, didn't we? Hey, man, we went a Christmas without the tree because somebody told me. I hadn't looked it up. I was just going off what they said. Then I began to look it up and found out they didn't say Christmas tree. They were talking about carving idols out of trees. Amen. Not the whole tree. Carving idols out of a tree. That's Jeremiah 10. Amen. That's what it's talking about. Amen. But, you know, if you just don't want to buy one, don't be trying to use the Bible. Oh, man, we can buy one? Oh, no. I'm, I'm going to stick with Jeremiah. So I don't have to spend no money. We celebrate Kwanzaa in our house. Kwanzaa actually has a day on the calendar. Y'all see that? Like, everybody knows Kwanzaa was made up by a con artist who's in prison, has a rap sheet as long as Jeffrey Dahmer's, conning women out of money. He created a holiday as a con, and that's our black holiday. Why we get the con artist day? Hey, man, I'm having a white Christmas. Don't know about you. <laughs> Celebrate no Kwanzaa. Folk name their daughter Kwanzaa. La Kwanzaa. Amen. But this is the Bible said, and all that getting, get and understand it. So we understand. We know where to draw the line between pagan. We ain't celebrating Santa Claus. Amen. We ain't talking about Santa's coming to town. Leaving them cookies. We don't believe in the pagan part of it. 
but we do celebrate family and come together and we give gifts commemorative of the gift giving that happened uh, when Jesus received the gifts from the Magi. Amen? That's what we do. Ain't that what we do? Plain and simple. Hey, you got a problem with it, then talk to the Lord. Some folk don't celebrate their own birthday. It's against their religion. Amen. Yo, there's no fun in your house. Your kids can't wait to grow up and get out of there. Amen. Well, we, we got a tree and decorations and lights outside and everything. I goes hard on Christmas time. I want my house to just lit up. I just like looking at the lights. You know, they, they should have never came out with the LED projector lights. You mean all I got to do is set up three things and it just goes shine everywhere? Oh, Lord. I went and bought me some of those, and we put, we, we put those out last year, didn't we, Gerard? Out in the cold, setting them up. It just, one, two, three. But I can't wait for my family to get here, my little children, children's, Cam and Vic, and we're going to just have a good time this week uh, enjoying family, and that's what you need to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, if the Hebrew Israelites can do it, you can do it. You know, some Hebrew Israelites are getting together. They, they say it's not Christmas, but they're going to get together. And they may have gifts to give each other, but it's not Christmas. And while they're together, they're going to eat and, you know, it's around the same time. But it's not Christmas. This transgender stuff is getting, it's getting out of hand, ain't it? It's getting out of hand. They had a transgender Miss America. I mean, Miss Universe or Miss America? Miss Universe. Oh, that's Donald Trump's old thing, ain't it? Didn't he used to be, a, oh, see, you know he not running it no more. <laughs> Wouldn't no transgender be in it if Trump was still over it. Black folks hate Trump and love Obama, and Obama the one put all this transgender mess. I, I, I will never understand why we love our oppressors so much. We got Stockholm Syndrome so bad as a people. We love the oppressor. Trump done opened up the door and made black folks make so much money, more than they've ever made in the history of African-Americans since he's been in office. I didn't vote for him because I believe it was rigged anyway, but I'm saying, quit hating on him when he's making us money. Ain't that the end game, money? Anybody in here don't work for money? Just mad at him. Oh, he's a racist I erase it. They said, he said that they said. He's trying to close the borders and keep jobs for us. Amen. That's racist. Amen. I don't think he cares what color comes over the border. He just want them to check in. <laughs> Can you check in first? It don't matter. It just so happens that a certain population keep climbing the wall. But I mean, he just said, hey, if you on the other side, check in. <laughs> just check in first so we can make sure we got jobs for you because some of our folk need some Amen. in our country Amen. I will preach in here I ain't thinking about you and your hate hating that man because he's white you know they really black folk really hate him because he's not Hillary <laughs> Hillary has admitted she worships the devil actually has Shimon and Haiti that she goes and visits with. This is public knowledge. That's who you want. You want Big Mama the Sorcerer. 
I can't, I can't do black folk. I got white Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the ones I used to know. Man. Black foolishness. Boy, y'all better get on somewhere. Man, stuff just needs to make sense. I don't care what color it is. It needs to make, look at somebody say it needs to make sense. It needs to make sense. Man, I was on the radio this past Friday. Was it Friday? On the community forum up at KHVN uh, with Carmina and her crew. And, um, but we were, we were getting into this stuff. And, you know, we were talking about at the end of the day, it's about obeying what the Bible says. The only way to stop problems, you know, you can't tell me what you want to do if it's going to cause problems for humanity. Like, don't come tell me what your plan is if it's going to hurt somebody. I don't want to hear you making a decision. You know, we got a bunch of gospel artists doing, trying to do love albums because the world's love songs are nasty. So we're going to do some Christian love song. What's a Christian love? I don't want to hear no Holland choir member in the bedroom. Rolls and runs and riffs. What about that's distracted? Anybody trying to hear all that? Here you go to church, trying to do an R&B album and you straight church. That's some foolishness. And who said you got to have singing anyway? I talked about that in, in Lords of Discord. Man, you, you, you have no idea the spirits you enter in, into your relationship when you become one with somebody with someone else singing. Because the, their intent gets involved. Why do we have different rules for when we're in church and when we're somewhere else? When we're in church, we believe that it's spiritual when we're singing about him. We believe he inhabits our praise when we're singing. That means he comes in here and dwells in our praise because we're praising him. So if we glorify lasciviousness and lust or something somebody else is singing, don't we open up the same environment or the same atmosphere for their spirit to come and dwell in what's the difference you got Trey songs in your bedroom with you oh i preach in here well you think they don't know that's why they're in the store in the studio doing rituals and all these kind of things because they're all everybody wants that influence and they're trying to get in your bedroom. And then you wonder why you got thoughts of lust and perversion. Pornography and all this stuff creeping in your relationship. And you wondering where it's coming from. Because some old demon singing in the background. While you getting busy. Nah, boy. And I sure don't want no old choir member. Singing in the background. I don't know what, what's going to come visit. Something in a big choir robe floating in my room. But you better get out of here. Clergy collar swinging across. You better get out of my bed. Get out of here. I don't get, man. Well, we got to have something. I mean, what do we have? Who said? Who said you have to have something? What did they do back? Man, they was having way more babies back when there wasn't no music. You think they was hiring somebody to come in with a harp? <laughs> Got the hunch back in there with the bell toll. Oh, boom, boom. 
got the high Quasimodo. Y'all better quit playing with the devil. These folks straight playing with the devil. That's all they doing. All they doing is whatever comes to mind that'll make them some money. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. Why were they troubled? Because they were afraid. Because Herod was a jive turkey. And he was the king. And he was down with the religious folks. You know, just like Obama was, remember? And Herod, the king, had heard these things. Oh, he was troubled. And when he had gathered, listen to this. This is the king. He had gathered all the chief what? The, the, the chief what? What is Herod doing gathering the chief what? Priests the priest and the scribes of the people together. He demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Now they, this tells you they were some church folks he gathered because now they're quoting scripture. It was written by the prophet. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you found him, bring me word again that I may come and kill. I mean, worship him also. (laughs) Herod was wanting to kill him. He killed other kids trying to get to him. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy, the wise men did. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Okay, so some important notes of this particular story. There are three gifts, not three wise men. If most folk, as soon as they hear three gifts, you just think it was just three wise men. Nope, it was more than three wise men and more of them gave, but they all gave of the three gifts. Does that make sense? Okay. They were not in the manger, but they were in a house. So your nativity scene is wrong. Thump those little uh, (laughs) wise men off the the set. Because the wise men were not gathered around a manger. The wise men met them in the house. Amen. You know, they do some stuff just to make it, you know, that's going to make the set look better. We bring the wise men in. Man, just put Herod over there, too. What? <laughs> no, let's stick with the Bible. Amen. Jesus was a young child, not an infant, so he wasn't even in a basket of hay. He was a young child. He's walking around. He wasn't an infant when they got there. These folk didn't have cars. You know how far Bethlehem is from... These folks, they had to walk and follow a star. You know what that means? No day walking. 
That made it longer. Lord, can you use the sun during the day and the star at night so we can get there? Boy, gonna be grown. <laughs> so it took them a while to get there. By the time they got there, he was a young child. Y'all still with me? And their names, the name of the Magi, it was not given. Their, their individual names weren't given. Amen. So quit having your little Bible stories with names in them. And Rubadon said, I'll give him gold. And Johephus, the gifts that the Magi gave were expensive gifts. And they all had gold that they gave, honored Jesus as a king. Frankincense honored Jesus as God. And myrrh was a sign that Jesus was a man. So, you know, this is back when stuff meant stuff. So if they're going to give these three things, there was a meaning behind it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Y'all still here? Okay, it won't take me long. First, let's talk about the gold that was given to the king or given to Jesus, which means he was king. We must give our obedience to him as our rules, as our ruler and our what? Jesus is, how many of you, Jesus is your lawmaker? Amen. You're not your lawmaker. You don't make your own rules. Jesus makes the rules and we follow him. Amen? Y'all know that, right? So if we accept him, we're accepting his rules. Amen. We re, if we accept his religion, we're accepting his rules. Because the rules make it a religion. Without the rules, there's no religion. The rules make my marriage a marriage. Without rules, it's not a marriage. We just bump into each other every day. But the rules, the covenant agreement, makes the marriage a marriage. When you go outside of the marriage, you break the rules. When you stay inside the marriage, you abide by the rules, which makes it a marriage. They even say if you didn't get married, but your old crusty tail lived together for 20 years, that's common law marriage. Because you had some kind of rules to stay together that long. I said, old crusty, because you just sorry. Don't want to commit, but you committed. You stupid. That's the dumbest thing. Y'all live together? Yeah. Y'all have kids together? Yeah. Y'all not married? Well, nah, man, I ain't ready to commit. In Christ, there are rules. And that's what makes up the religion. And this is what they're attacking now. They, even the gospel songs, no rules, no religion. I made my decision. That's a lie. The rules are the religion. Amen. You're not even saved if you don't abide by some rules. The first rule is to repent. How many of you know that's a rule? Love your neighbor as yourself. How many of you know that's a rule? Love the Lord with all your heart, your mind, your soul. How many of you know that's a rule? Are those rules? Those are rules, and when you abide by them, you're in a religion. But folks don't want rules. They want to do whatever they want to do. Revelation 17 and 14 says it like this. These shall make war with the lamb, talking about in the end time, and the lamb shall overcome them, the evil ones. For he is what? Lord of lords and king of kings. And they that are with him are called and chosen and what? Faithful. 
How many of you want to be one of those? I want to be with him. When Jesus is ready to set the devil straight, I want to be right there with him. I want to be with the Lord of all lords and the king of all kings. Amen? He is king. His laws and statutes should be followed. To be Lord of your life requires that you surrender your will to his. Amen? How many of you know the Lord comes for your will? Has he come for anybody's will in here? How many of you tried to keep just a little something something after you got saved and Jesus came for it? Oh, see, folk too saved, they don't want to raise their hands, elder. I raised mine. He, come, he still come for stuff. It's like, I thought that was okay. I've been doing it all this time. All right, now it's time to stop. So he comes for what you want to do. It's always something you really like doing too. But he always has something better for you. See, that's what I tell people all the time. But it's quit you because these preachers, man, they email me and stuff. But brother, I'm like David. I'm, I think I'm more like David than anybody because, you know, I look up on the Bathshebas of the world. And, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I, sometimes I just fall. I, I just fall when I see these Bathshebas. And, you know, and David was a man after God's own heart. And I, just, I said, why do men always cite David when they're like in a high position because of David's fall? Okay, if, if, if we're going to do that, then let's talk about Absalom, Tamar. Let, let's go into depths about what happened through the Bathsheba, it, uh, what's her name? Bathsheba encounter. Talk about the man that died. Let's talk about the curse that was on his family while he was a man after God's. I don't want to be a man after God's own heart with a curse on my family. And you ain't no king. When did a pastor become a king? You're not a king. You're abiding by the same rules everybody in the church abiding by. You ain't no king. I mean, well, I do have a throne. <laughs> they think they're kings. Everyone rise while he come in. No, I'm sitting down. I'm rising because no man walked in. You're not a king. Ooh, I'm preaching now. Somebody just got, oh, wait a minute. I ain't no wait a minute. When Cornelius came in to Peter and tried to bow before him, Peter said, get up. Was that Peter or Paul? It was Peter. He came in and tried to bow down to me. He said, man, get up. I'm just like you. I'm a mortal man. Don't you bow before me. But wasn't you with Jesus? Yeah, I was with him, and you can be with him too. That don't make me different. Amen. Amen. Don't be comparing yourself to a king in the Bible, and you're not a king. But his laws and his statutes should be followed. To be Lord of our, your life requires that you do what? Surrender your will to his. You cannot be a God king or king of your own life. You have to give your life up for him. Matthew 16 and 25 says, for whosoever will save his life shall do what? Lose it. So if you're trying to make it in this world to get your name out there, folks to know you, then you're going to lose your life. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall what? The Bible states that any other God, including your own flesh, removes Christ as our Lord and King. He must have all or nothing. Amen. Christ wants all. He's going to tap you on the shoulder one day and say, I want that too. That Lord. Yes, that too. All or nothing. Matthew 6 and 24. No man can do what? 
No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one, love the other. There's no way to do it. So if he doesn't have all, he has nothing. The next gift that was given was frankincense, uh, which represented that he was God. This is the gift that they gave. We do the same, but we offer praise to God through him or through Christ. The call to praise assumes that the godly know the Lord, submit themselves to his lordship, and affirm a renewal of hope and trust in love, in his love and deliverance. That's why we pray. So when, we going, when we're doing praise and worship, I mean, thank God we released the album, so now y'all know the songs. When we start singing them again, you can sing along. But we're offering praise to God. That's what that's for. You're offering praise to God through Christ because we're assuming that we know the Lord and submit ourselves to his lordship. So we're singing songs unto him to submit ourselves to his lordship. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts or his presence with what? With praise. So that's why we're singing to him. That's why, you know, I mean, rap is good and Jay Bryan is good at it and beats and stuff. I mean, you can't offer beats to the Lord. Looking at the Lord. That's not praise. (laughs) How long you worked on them beats? That's not praise. You have to open your mouth, the fruit of your mouth. That's praise, what you're saying. You got to have, I don't care how cool and G'd up you are, you got to have some praise music. You got to offer God a praise. Amen. You can't stand up here and just crip walk. You got to open your mouth and offer him praise. Amen. That slow bob, you know, the gangster bob and while the praise going on, you know. It's too cool to say something. You better open your mouth and give God some praise. You know why you need to do that? Because you're going to need something. You're going to need something from the Lord. And you wonder why you don't ever get anything from him. Maybe it's because you never give him praise. You think praise music is corny. Mm -hmm. Just wait till you really need something. God's going to be like, "You, you, you need to sing that to me. I'm listening. <laughs> Beatboxing ain't going to work. Here it is, Lord. That ain't going to work, bro. You better open your mouth. Saints. Psalms 33 and 1. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous. For what? Praise is what? Calmly. For it's right to do. It's calmly for the upright. So those of you that are righteous, praise is right to do. Our praise is just like frankincense or uh, incense that goes up to God as a sweet smelling savor. Hebrews 13 and 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. How? Continually. That is the fruit of our lips doing what? Giving thanks to his name. You better learn these songs and sing these songs. Amen. I see some of you just chilling. That's okay if you just want to chill. But you need to be singing these songs. Offering God some praise. And giving thanks to his name. We no longer have to sacrifice animals, but the praise of our lips sends the same pleasure up to God. God actually inhabits our praise. So praising God creates an atmosphere of what? 
pleasure that he dwells in. Psalms 22 and 3, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praise of Israel. Meaning he, you're creating an atmosphere or an environment for him to come and live in when you are praising him. This is what the sweet smell of the, 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 the sacrifices smelled like unto him, a sweet savor. But those are just animals. We can give him something much, much greater. Amen. Words of adoration, words of praise and thankfulness about how good he is. That's one thing I love about the Adamant Believers album. The whole album is about him. Amen. Amen. It's all about him. I listen to it over and over and over. And I sing along with it because it's about him. It ain't about me and him paying my bills. Black music. All the music about I can pay my bills. But now, I mean, is that deliverance? A check? You need a check to be delivered? Why are all your trials financial? The rent is due. I can't pay it. But look at somebody and say, but God. But God what? Work. Write a song called Work. And not in the vineyard, on the job. Jason's Deli. Just start naming places. Quick Trip is hiring Man, that's why, I, I mean, I, I love that album. Cause, and then, like, we set out to do it that way. Either. did with PJ. It just ended up that way because that's what we are. That's what we're about. We're about him. Right? We didn't write the song. You didn't write the song like that, Corey. Just, it's about him. It's just the way it is. And so what's on our heart is going to come through. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, amen. You need to give God some praise and some worship because he lives and inhabits our praise. And finally, the final gift is myrrh. And that means that he is man or symbolized that he's man. He paid for our lives with his human life to save our souls. We know that, right? His salvation is as myrrh and preserves us and keeps us till he returns. Hebrews 5 and 9 says, and being made perfect, he became the author of what? Eternal what? Salvation unto all them that obey him. When a person died back in the day, myrrh was used to embalm the person and preserve them so they would not decay. This is how Christ's love works for us. We are alive because he is inside of us and we have eternal life to preserve us forever. 1 Corinthians 15 and 22, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be what? Made alive. So he preserves us like he embalms us. So even though our flesh will die, our spirit can live through him forever. Amen. And myrrh also was used for medicinal purposes. And we know the power of Christ heals the sick and afflicted. This gift was symbolic of what Christ did for us all naturally and what? spiritually. Isaiah 53 and 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are what? Healed. So just as myrrh symbolizes that he was man, it also symbolizes uh, that his spirit can heal us of our sicknesses and our afflictions. Amen? Summary! 
Christ is worthy of our praise, our glory, and our honor. He came and was born to teach us, he, uh, to teach us, heal us, preserve us, and be our Lord. We should give him ourselves fully committed to doing his will. Look at somebody say fully committed. Fully committed. If he is Lord of our lives, we should present him with the gifts befitting of this. All we truly have to give is what he has asked us for our lives. You know, that's the only thing you really have to give to Christ is your life. Though we may give material gifts to each other on this holiday, we should do as the Magi did and give Christ three wise gifts. Our entire being, body, soul, and what? And spirit. Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a what? Living sacrifice Holy and acceptable, which is your what? It's just reasonable to do. Amen. You don't score points for living right. It's reasonable. You don't score points for doing, oh, I did right today for the first time in years. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. That's reasonable. You, all you did was fulfill the reasonable quote. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.